This episode is brought to you by love. Love is something that can make you happy as fucking ever one day, and then the next day make you want to blow your fucking brains out. Uh, love is a great thing that people experience with dogs, with fucking tarantulas, with squirrels, um, sometimes even other human beings. Um, love is a great thing for some people that kind of just don't really, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to start bashing it. I'm not fucking starting the episode like this because then people are going to hear it and they're going to turn it off. And this episode, this is not going to be me bashing it. You know, I know you guys are thinking, okay, Ange doesn't have a girlfriend, so he's just going to fucking bash other relationships. And I'm not fucking doing that. I, I, I'm not going to, that's not what it is. We're going to give you some pros today and we're going to give you some cons. I'm going to share some of my experiences and I'm going to read some of your guys' responses. So me and my brother the other day were talking about, I sometimes literally just ask people like, hey, what should I ask my followers today? Because sometimes it's good to get a different person's question than just like me as asking my bullshit. You know, sometimes my questions are very similar and sometimes I just don't have a topic for the week. And that's fucking real, man. That's what podcasting is. So you could look at that as like, he doesn't know what he's doing. You could look at that as, you know, whatever you want. Um, but that's fucking, that's real. Sometimes I don't really have a topic. So, and I don't really give a fuck to talk about what Trump's doing this month, you know? So I, uh, I asked my brother, I said, what's a good question? Like, what's something that you would want to ask people? And he said, you know, lately I've been thinking a lot about girlfriends and best friends and what's the difference between them you know he has this best friend that's a girl that they talk every day they get along they fucking do like the weirdest like but kind of also cutest shit ever um they'll put like their headphones on they'll get on facetime and then they watch a show together and they like sync it up every night at nine o'clock like okay that's fucking sick I don't, I don't know anyone that would do that with me, so I'm very fucking jealous of that. I wish you could, I want to find a chick, or a guy even, like just a friend, man. A friend that you could both watch a show with, that you're synced up, it doesn't matter where the fuck you are, she could be in New York, she could be in a different state, at college, whatever, and you guys are still enjoying a show together. That's fucking, like, that's true love. But now, here's the question. Do they love each other as best friends or do they love each other as boyfriend and girlfriend? And is there a difference and does it really fucking matter uh, is basically what we're talking about today. So I see that he has this close friend with them and I realize like, holy shit, like they'd be perfect together. But then I think like... Would they, or is it perfect now? You know, they're best friends. There's no fucking label on it. There's no expectations. When you get in a relationship or if you fall in love, it, like, dude, shit fucking changes, man. Like, okay, I'll give you an example of my story. I had a girl that we were super close friends. We could talk to each other about anything. And we were close for, I don't even know, three or four years. Like, very, very fucking close. And we tried to, like, give dating a shot and I didn't say like we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. It wasn't like super official, but we literally said like let's let's just try it. You know, let's fucking start making out out of nowhere. Let's go to movies. Let's go on dates. Let's let's see if this is gonna fucking work. And here's what happened. We started talking, made it a little bit more exclusive than it was before. And all of a sudden, you know, I have these rules put in front of me. Um, now I can't talk to other girls. Now I can't talk to my ex girlfriend, which I was good 
friends with at the time. Now I can't like look or talk about other people. Like when, when we were best friends, I used to be like, yeah, she's so fucking hot, man. Or we, she would bring up a guy and I'd be like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. We would like be very open with our feelings towards other people. But now that we're taking it serious, why the fuck does that change, you know? So there's all these rules that come up out of nowhere and she starts getting mad at me for like the littlest fucking shit. I don't know if littlest is a word, but if it is, I just fucking used it, okay? And she would get mad at, like, I would do fucking, she would text me and be like, hey, you want to hang out tonight? And I'd be like, nah, I can't, you know, I'm really busy. I got to do some fucking, sh I have to do nothing. I just don't want to hang out with you today is really what I was saying. And she would be like, well, I mean, we didn't see each other yesterday. And I was like, well, it doesn't fucking matter. We'll see each other soon. And she'd be like, well, I mean, don't you think we should start seeing each other more if we're like talking? No, we're fine. Let's just keep it. Let's don't do all that because the second you start doing all that, this is fucking ruined. So there, I could name a few more things, but there was plenty of things that she was just doing to make it more fucking like, now nah, I'm not interested now because you play that relationship card and I fucking fold. I don't want to. I don't want to play with. I don't want to play. I'm not playing. So I wrote down a list actually right here that says the pros and cons. I was thinking last night. You know what are the pros and cons of being in a relationship or falling in love? So here's some of the pros. Right. The pros are there's someone that's there for you. Whenever you want to bitch, whenever you just want to fucking you're mad at something, whether it's you're playing Fortnite and you got killed. Or you're, you know, you broke your fucking leg or you're sick or someone in your family died. There's the huge fucking spectrum of how serious your anger could be. And regardless of what it is, you have a companion to be there and say, hey, you know, Ange, it's going to be okay. You, you suck at Fortnite. Get over it. Or, hey, people die. You know, you're, it's a dog. Get, get, get over it. Or something like that, you know? Um, and you have someone there for you is really what it is. The key word there is someone. So it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be one person. I could be upset and I want to talk to 10 different people. It's not just one person, but it's still a pro. Uh, also, you're less lonely. You know, for me, I go out to eat all the time alone. I go to movies alone. I go to stand-up comedy shows alone. I go to fucking, I'm going to a UFC show uh, next month alone. Sometimes it gets fucking weird, I will admit. I love going out to eat alone because I could put my headphones in, I could bring my laptop or bring my phone and get my work done, and I like that. You know, when you go out to eat nowadays with someone, you're both on your fucking phones anyways. When you go out to eat, you're both doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And it's just, it's not, it's fucking robotic shit. It's not... You're not communicating. The only times I like to go out to eat is with a girl that I'm interested in or trying to pursue like a relationship or friendship with, or I guess a guy friend. But when you go out to eat with a guy friend, you're doing the thing I just said, which is just sitting there texting because it's like you're so comfortable with them. You already know them. Like first dates going out to eat are good, you know, or like third, fourth, fifth dates. I don't know. God, I'm more interested in talking to a girl than a guy most of the time in general, you know, or if, if I got a fucking, if I'm working on, you know, a deal with someone or a business deal, obviously dinners are good. Um, there's higher highs and lower lows. This is a big one. Okay. It's, this is fucking very true. Taking a, you're getting in a relationship or finding love, trying to find love. It's a huge fucking roll the dice and hope you get 
two of the fucking, what is it called, snake eyes? It's a huge snake eyes gamble, okay? Here's what I mean by that. You can be very happy in this relationship most of the time, all the time, 10% of the time. There's a lot of things that are gonna put you overboard when it comes to like, this is your level of happiness as if at a fair fucking medium, right? You're doing okay. Love can bring you up here, which I'm showing on the camera. Love could bring you up here, you know, beyond your expectations for happiness. And it can also fucking whip you right down fucking stairs. And it can do that by... Um, you know, sex, sex is going to be really good. That's going to put you up there. Um, maybe, you know, your one month anniversary, cute dates, shit that you're going to do with your girlfriend. That's like spontaneous and like fun and like brings a new thing out of you going hiking with her family. You went to a cabin, weird shit, but it's like you, you remember it because it's, it's you guys right now. What can bring you down is she cheats on you or you cheat on her or, um, you know, or for all the for all the gays out there, your boyfriend cheats on you and you're a guy, or your girlfriend cheats on you and you're a girl. I have to say all of those now because if I don't, people are gonna DM me and be like, "You don't talk about gays much. Are you fucking homophobic?" No, nope. I just gave two examples. Um, you know, anyone could get cheated on, whether you're regardless. Anyone could get cheated on, so anyone could have those lower lows. And any fight that you get in, that's going to make you mad. So on your regular day, like if you weren't in a relationship, you could have just woken up, had some food, got your work done, came back home, watched a movie, did your fucking, you know, your routine shit. But now that you have a like girlfriend or a woman that you're in love with, now she had a bad day. So it's like... All of a sudden, you're eating your fucking eggs in the morning, and she's upset, so she's texting you her long stories of why she's mad. And now you feel for her because you're in love, and then you're like, well, now I'm fucking sad. But you wouldn't have been sad if it, you know, you wouldn't have been sad if she wasn't there. That's all I'm fucking saying. Um, another pro is, you know, you get blowjobs once in a while. That's a good thing. Or the girls out there, you guys get ate out. You get someone's mouth... You have another mouth to get you off. You know, most people can't bend, get their head between their legs and do it themselves. So a pro is you got someone to fucking take care of that for you. You know, the angles that you can't reach when you're alone, uh, you can get to with another person. You know, sex, uh, BJs are, are good. Uh, you know, finger, all that. I could, what am I going to name them all? I could do all that, but you got someone to get fucking, get, you got someone to get with when you want to have fucking little playtime in your fucking, in your closet or wherever you want to do it. Um, the, also another big pro, this is a fucking underrated one, but it, and it's also probably not realistic, but you got someone to split the cost of everything with. If you guys are on a good fucking page, if I get a girlfriend and we move to New York, I want to split the cost of the apartment because we're both living there. Now, I understand some people might be thinking, Ange, what if you're the fucking breadwinner and she's not making a lot of money? You should be paying for that. You're, you got to be a gentleman. You're the fucking man. Kind of, you know, like if I'm a millionaire, yeah, I got it. You don't have to pay rent. I'm not a fucking stroke job. If I'm making even like $75,000 a year, something comfortable, I should be able to handle it. I'm not really that type of guy. But in the beginning, when you're dating, when you're 21, 22, you just move into your first house, I think it's fair that the man and the woman should each pay their halves, you know? And plus, women want to be 
so involved these days. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah, let's fucking split the bills, huh? Let's fucking, you pay half, you do the fucking cable. Now, if we're married, fuck no. If we're married, I'm paying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a line for sure. It's just early stages that I think you should both pay. Um, and for all the guys out there that are my age, maybe you're listening right now and you're living with your girlfriend and you're only 20 or 21 years old and you're realizing that you pay all the fucking bills and she doesn't. I don't think that's just, I just don't think it's good because what does that say Look at the screen's been fucking white this whole time. Um, what does that say about your future of the relationship, you know? If you start off the first year you guys are together, you're paying for the bills, you're paying for the food, you're paying for the fucking rent. You know, what does that say for the next five, ten years? If she's got one little fucking inch of greed in her, what can she take advantage of you from in the future? That's all I think about. And it's realistic. And girls, it could be the flip side. Maybe the girl's the breadwinner. Maybe the girl's got some nurse job or some fucking... Maybe she built her own businesses and is fucking killing it. And the guy just wants to lay around and beat off and play Fortnite all day. You gotta fucking make him pay. Same thing. I mean, it doesn't. it goes both ways. There's no, there's no fucking discrimination here. If, whoever's making more money, regardless... The other person should be paying in the beginning. That's how I'm going to say it. Um, safety. You know, this is kind of an underrated one too, and people don't think about it. Also, me being a skinny fucking bitch guy, uh, it's nice to have someone else there that at least if someone breaks in our house, we got a fucking, we got a tag team, and we can maybe do some fucking Jeff Matt Hardy type of shit to, to this guy. You know, we could be the fucking Hardy bros, and then Stone Cold comes in. And he wants to fuck with us. And now you got two versus one. And even though I don't have the same build as a WWE wrestler, I can maybe get it. You know, I can maybe do a little something. You know, I could grab a fucking a gun or a fucking knife and hold it towards him just so he knows, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking playing, man. And then my girlfriend could come in and beat him with a bat or some shit. And you, it's just a lot. There's a lot less of a chance of you dying or getting robbed when you have two people in a house versus one. Now, if the burglar comes in and he has his friends, then you're fucked regardless. So it doesn't really matter. But, you know, safety is a big one. Also, when you're walking around, and for girls especially, for women out there that are dating a muscular guy, like, that's awesome. You know, I, that's the only thing I, that, that's a character flaw on my part is that I'm not muscular. I don't really look intimidating. You see a guy with painted nails that you think this guy is probably getting railed uh, or he, meaning like he, he probably is getting fucked because a lot of people assume it's gay. Or they think, you know, clearly this guy doesn't know how to fight. He paints his nails. He doesn't want to mess them up anyways. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of labels that get thrown at me for looking the way that I look. And usually those labels are nothing like a guy with huge muscles and fucking big chest fucking pectorals gets, you know? So safety, yeah. For all the women out there that have a jacked boyfriend, you guys are you guys are golden. You get to sleep in your bed. Your boyfriend could literally kill a fucking gorilla with his bare hands. That's pretty awesome, you know? It's a good sense of security that you have. And uh, that's just another pro of falling in love. There's also purpose to your life now. This is a fucking deep one too, man. Like people don't get it, man. Here's why. Here's when, I, when I say purpose, I think, this is another belief of mine, I think that if you're in a relationship that that's almost a new fucking path of like your life. 
I think that you can work hard and try to save up as much money as you can and blah, blah, blah. You can go to college. And I think the third option is falling in love. And I know that falling in love doesn't pay you any money, but falling in love gives you like that fulfilled, like I'm good now. Like not a lot of, I mean, that's a blanket. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to sound dumb. I just think that a lot of people that fall in love and like get married and go get a house and like move in together, that's fucking it. You know, that's their peak of their life. You met the woman of your fucking dreams. Now you move in together. Now you live together. You both wake up at 9 a.m. every day, go to your work jobs and then come back and then you fucking, that's it. And then you have sex and then you wake up and do it again. And you guys do that every day. And like, that's your life now, which is fine. It sounds beautiful, but that's your life. Other people are going to school until they're 24 years old. And then they probably do that. Or they do the other thing, which is build your own business, focus on your work, don't really give a fuck about marriage, you know? So I think being in a relationship or falling in love gives you purpose. You wake up every morning thinking, you know, I have to fulfill my own life and this other person's. So there's constantly like a task every day. You know, I got to make sure she doesn't bitch slap me this morning. And uh, yeah. Now here's the cons. The cons are risk of heartbreak, which I kind of talked about before, higher highs and lower lows. Um, but this is just focusing on the lows, clearly. You know, you risk being really fucking sad for a long amount of time. And even though you're really happy dating this person, one day she could wake up or he could wake up and fuck someone. And if you're, if that's not how you fucking roll, then that really hurts, you know? You could find out that for years that person's been cheating on you or for years that person's been texting other people or flirting or whatever. And when you find that out, it just completely ruins it. Now, imagine if you dated someone for 10 years or something and you guys break up. Now you have to re-fucking start. And then you start thinking, should I even have been with this person from the fucking get-go? You know, was it worth this risk? Were the 10 years that I had of falling in love and like to being together and all this shit, would I take it back to never meet this person again? Or you could think, hey, we had a fucking good run. You know, we had a fun run. Uh, shout out to Fun Run, the app that was really big a few years ago. We had a good run and, uh, you know, hey, shit fucking happens. I'm happy we met. I'm happy we had our year, years together. Some people could think that way. I fucking don't. Um, when I got my heart broken, I still to this day, it plays a part in everything that I do. Every decision I make, every fucking trusting people, something always comes up that brings me back to like why I got my heart broken or whatever the fuck. So it does linger in your fucking life for a little while. Uh, cons is an, another one getting hurt. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, rules, like I said before, you get fucking rules out of nowhere. When you're best friends with someone and you love them, you can, like, you love them as a friend. You love them as a human being. You can hang out whenever the fuck you want. You can go out to eat together and tell each other secrets and stories and shit that you're thinking and fucking stuff that's on your mind, stuff that happened with you and another girl or you and another guy. There's no limitations. There's no fucking, like, there's no rules, you know? Um, but when you start dating, once you make it that label, now it's like, I have to see you three times a week. If I don't text you every morning, you're going to get mad. If we don't fucking go on a fancy date every two weeks, you're going to think that I'm not that into you. If you don't have reassurance every three seconds, like there's all of these fucking rules when it's like, what if we were just best friends? We would be fine, you know, and I'll get back to that a little bit later. 
Um, another one is spending money. Either way, you got to spend money on your partner, whether you're a guy or a girl or whatever. Um, you know, your anniversary comes around, you got to give him a fucking pair of shoes or whatever the fuck happened. You guys get married, you got to buy him something. Every three years, there's a fucking big thing. His birthday, his Christmas time. You got to, there's all these fucking unknown bills that come up when you fall in love. And some people are okay with it. Some people aren't. I'm not going to say my stance on that. Uh, I spent a fuckload of money on my past girlfriends and I was like 16. So, which also made girls think that I was just like, the fucking money hound and you can just date me and I'll buy you shit. That's what you look like when you just overly like spend money on your girlfriend. You get looked at as like the fucking cuck of guys, at least in high school. Um, limits. I said that already. Loss of friends and loss of family. This is a big one. I never had this really. I didn't like, there's some guys out there or girls that you start dating someone and all of a sudden you don't give a fuck about your best friends or your family members or your brothers, or your sisters, anyone and anyone's opinion, you don't give a fuck about because you fell in love and you think that you figured it the fuck out. That's not how that fucking works, okay? If you find someone that you're in love with and you start dating and you guys are official now, you should still have a, a structure in your life that's like, I see my good friends throughout the week, at least once or twice a week, dedicate one or two days to seeing your close friends and hanging out with your family, or fucking more, really, but at least one or two days. And you also dedicate some time to you working, and then you give some time, balance it out, you know? People have, like, let's say it's 30% of your time is with your friends, 30% of your time is alone, 30% of your time is with your family, 10% of your time is with your friend that you're focused on right now, right? The potential relationship. Now you guys make it official and it's like 90% of your time goes to this chick and the 10% is just separated into friends, family, and your own time. And now everything you do is about your fucking partner. That's not good. You're not, fu you're not fucking doing anything good. You're fucking up everything. <laughs> um, another con, this is a big one. Depression and fucking suicide. Uh, that's You can literally have suicidal thoughts because your significant other made you so fucking sad that you contemplate killing yourself. That's something that you didn't do on your own, you know? She cheated on you or he cheated on you and you can't get over it for years. You really are fucking depressed and you want to fucking end it all. You know, obviously the answer is don't. Uh, there's suicide hotlines out there. There's plenty. There's no, don't don't do that. If you're thinking that right now, uh, it's gonna get better. You're gonna find someone else. That person didn't deserve your time. Obviously, I could say a lot of basic shit. I just have to say some things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could get fucking serious. You could really get sad from someone else breaking your heart or hurting you. So there, there's some serious cons. Now, I asked my friends and family. Um, I said. Is finding love really, really worth it and why? How is it different than just being best friends with someone? Going back to my brother's question, um, before I hold on, you know, before I read off these questions and your guys' answers, I want to take a second to talk to you guys about Time Slippers. Uh, Time Slippers is a brand that have made, it's like an alternative to wearing Uggs or wearing Jordans or a sneaker that you could wear that you find comfortable. It's an alternative to that 
And what they've done is instead of giving you a hard leather outsole and you know leather on the inside and all this bullshit material, they put wool on the whole inside of the shoe. Most of the outsides of the shoe are genuine Italian leather. The bottom is rubber. They're super flexible. Um, they all have these elastic uh, laces that instead of tying your shoes, you don't gotta get on your fucking knees and tie your shoes and look like a bitch. You can just slip these bad boys on and you're fucking good to go. This is actually a low top pair I'm showing off right now. The outside is wool. That's why I said most of them are that Italian genuine leather. But this is a low top pair and these are dope for people that don't give a fuck about like fashion or putting their shoes on or they just want to slip something on, hang out in the house or go outside. I would probably say these are more for inside of the house but they have this like tab in the back that you could either slip your foot on and go outside with them and you're, you're secured or you could press this down, slip your foot over this tab and then uh, you know just wear them as like a slip-on thing. These are really dope. My brother Anthony would definitely, definitely love these uh, as well as my brother Vince. You guys would love these. I'll probably give these to you, Anth. If you're watching this, I, I'm gonna give these to you because they don't fucking fit me and I'm not a big low top guy. But time slippers, go online and check them out. If you go online right now, there's 10% off for your first order. Most of these pairs are 100 to 200 bucks depending on the low top or high top but that 10% will save you some good money. And I believe you get free shipping as well, but don't fucking, don't hold me to that. But Time Slippers, they're fucking great. They sponsored this podcast. I'm thankful for them. Um, I'm actually gonna be doing a video on my YouTube page soon, giving like a more, a deeper in-hand look at these and really getting close on, you know, the material and like what they got going on on the outside and the inside of the shoe. So these will be, that video will be coming out soon. Anyways, I asked my followers, I said, is finding love really worth it and why? How is it different than just being best friends with someone? And here's my responses that I got. Hopefully it's the same as having a best friend, but more physically intimate. And I said, what about friends with benefits though? He said, I've never been best friends with a FWB type situation, so I can't really speak on it. Sorry, I just moved my camera. Um, so it's like, yeah, you know, obviously you're gonna have sex. That's a, that's a key thing of like dating versus being best friends. But what if you and your best friend are friends with benefits and you just like to fucking hook up? Then what is the difference? If I have a friends with benefits that we're going steady, talking and fucking, and we're just not labeling it, she could go do shit with other guys. I could go do shit with other girls. We don't have to see each other X amount of times every week. We don't have to meet each other's family. There's a lot of things we don't have to do. And isn't that like better because we're just being our fucking selves? I feel like when you get in a relationship, I'll, I'll, I'll read that after this response. Being friends is cool, but it's not as it's not the same as someone that is always down for just you and cares and shows their love for you constantly. I think that having someone that cares about you is just a good feeling. That's why so many people find themselves dating someone for so long and then their significant other becomes different like in a toxic way and they don't want to leave them because they remember all the good times before and they think one day it'll change. Okay, look. This is like definitely like what most people probably feel. And I do have a part of me in my fucking messed up mind thinks this way. I do agree like being friends is great, but that like extra step, having someone that only is interested in you, whether it's talking or fucking or being emotional, I, that's definitely huge, right? It's big. 
but you can have that with a friend as well. I have plenty of friends, guys or girls, that I love them to death, and I would be there for them emotionally throughout whatever. Not a lot, because I'm a little fucking weird, and a lot of the times I don't really give a fuck when people have emotional stories, but there are a handful of people that I do care about on a deep level, you know? Anything's wrong, I will be there. If they're at the hospital, I'll be there. If they need help, they're three hours away and they need to be picked up, like, I'm there for them. That type of, like, unconditional, like, I fucking got you love, you know? The, the different, I'm, I'm just questioning the difference is, like, is it worth labeling yourselves as, like, we're dating now to, like, substitute time and, like, worries and emotional fucking, like, getting mad one day or getting upset? I, I don't know, you know? So we're getting there. Now, this guy said, this actually has me really fucked up. I promise you can fall in love with someone because I have, and she's not about it. And I'm currently in the process of making myself believe that love is not real. So, it, no, it isn't worth it to look for love because I just feel shitty when I'm not with her. So, in conclusion, looking for love is like looking to do heroin for the first time. It might be nice, but it'll definitely fuck you up over a long period of time. This is deep, and this is like where the other side of my fucking brain is at, which is like... Yeah, like you get yourself sucked in and it, it is really good, but you're on a fucking like teetering, fucking teeter-totter when it comes to love because one day you're doing great, the next day you're doing horrible. If you guys break up, all you're doing is thinking about her for the next at least year or two and you can't get over it and it's like, it's like setting yourself up to really be fucking sad, possibly, right? Um, I would say love is... I would say the love you have for a best friend is the same as you... Okay, this is a new response that I'm reading. I would say the love that you have for a best friend is the same that you have for a boyfriend or girlfriend. Literally, the only difference is that you touch or fuck them. Yeah, that's the difference. But the, also, the other difference is, like what I just said, you, there's all these unfucking unknown worries that come out when you start dating. So, like, loving a best friend is almost better and more genuine than being in love because when you're in love with the best friend, everything's like real, you know? And then when you start dating, you might feel like you have to start asking questions more or start caring more about them or if like forcing these fake feelings on this person. And that's fucking like, that shouldn't, that's not how it should be, you know? Yes, I think finding love is important. When you're in love, you, you are each other's best friends, but so much more. I mean, I'm not pretending I have any idea what the fuck that is or what I'm talking about. But when you love someone, it's always worth it because you have someone that re that respects you and it's a kick-ass team. Yeah, you know, I agree, but I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, I agree. It's great and you have that companion. But d does everybody need that? Do, do we all need... Some people are just independent, man. Like, I go to movies alone. I love it. Some people go to movies alone and, or would go to a movie alone and they would want to fucking end their life because they're so fucking sad and embarrassed and whatever. Like, things that I do, things that you do, are a lot different than what the regular, like, norm is, you know? So we all have our own fucking things that we like to do, and some people are a lot more independent and a lot more dependent on others. Um, it's different, it's not different from being best friends with someone aside the fact that you just have to have amazing sex. Yeah, you know, the same thing we've heard. So, we're getting the same thing. Yes, 100% worth it, except it's this, It's exactly the same except being best friends because you fuck. So, 
Everyone's saying the same shit. Finding love. Now, this is a good one. This is where the fucking, this is the conclusion of this whole episode. I was going to say, how about falling in love with yourself first? You know, I look in the mirror and when I look at myself, I don't think anything negative. I don't think anything super positive. I'm not like cocky fucking fuck boy, but I look in the mirror and I'm happy with how I look. I'm happy with what I'm doing. Every night I reflect on my own life. I reflect on what I'm doing. I'm satisfied with my relationships that I'm maintaining right now with customers, with friends, with my followers, with my family. I'm happy that I'm keeping other people happy and I'm keeping myself happy, you know? Um, I'm happy that I'm doing things that I'm comfortable with doing, like painting my nails or wearing clothes that I want to wear or whatever it is, small things like that. Decisions that I make every day help build who I am. You know, some girl asked me if I want to drink at her house and go to this party. I say no. In my mind, that's like huge for me. I just fucking leveled up because it's like I'm staying true to who the fuck I am. You know, a beautiful girl that's fucking I'm not going to, I'm not going to say basic, but a beautiful girl that's very, you know, average personality wants to go out with me and I could just take advantage because she's beautiful and like go for it. But I say no, because I know that I'm looking for something more. And if it's going to be serious, I want it to be genuine as fuck. I don't want to just like fake these fucking fake emotions, right? So everything I do, I try to make sure it's like, it's what I want to do. And a few years ago when I was in freshman and sophomore in high school, I was in a place in my mind where I really wanted reassurance from other people. I really wanted attention from other people. I wasn't fully myself. And since I was like eight years old, I've been wearing chains to school and like armbands and wrestling shirts that were down to my fucking knees. And I wore skinny jeans before anybody did in my school. I would wear colored shoes, purple fucking outfits, yellow outfits. I always looked very different. And I felt good being like that because I knew that rather than talking to me and getting to know me and finding out I'm different, you could look at me and already know what you're getting yourself into. That's like what it was. Like, I didn't want to like have to win people over by making them laugh or win people over by like showing them my fuck you personality. I wanted to just dress different and let you guys know like I'm not the fucking same. I'm not an average guy. Like I'm much more different, maybe in good or bad ways, but I'm a lot different than all you fucking people. So... I guess wearing a chain with fucking skulls on it or a, a wrestling logo and wearing armbands to school is my way of expressing that, you know? But at the same time, even though I was dressing different, doing things differently, uh, freshman year and sophomore year, I fell back in that, to that, like, I need attention. I have to fucking make sure these people think I'm cool. I got, like, sucked into that fucking hole and I started drinking and I started smoking and I started doing shit that wasn't who I fucking am. It was to make sure that Austin thinks I'm cool or fucking Jerry thinks I'm cool. You know, whoever the friend group was, it was like, I'm doing things to get them to think that I'm cool. And that's not, that's not me. I'm not in love with myself then, you know? I'm in love with this idea of being accepted by other people. I went through that. So I know a lot of people 
go through that every day and still are. But you get over it and how you get over it is spending time alone and finding out about yourself and writing things down that you want to do. I fucking have so many pages in my laptop that I wrote down these weird scenarios. I was telling this to my friend Ryan the other day. I write down these scenarios that I want to happen in my life. I write down a day in the life of 26 years old being a fucking radio host. And I write down how my morning is, what the middle of my day is, what I'm doing for work, who I'm texting. It's like weird, but... Those things help me like fantasize and like dream of what I want my future to look like. I write down days where I just did an interview with Conan O'Brien. I write down days where I just did the Ellen DeGeneres show and it's like a make-believe scenario, but I it like helps me be comfortable for the situation and it helps me figure out like how I'm going to get there and it helps me realize how fucking big of a dream that is. So Doing shit like that, doing shit that only involves yourself, going on a trip and being completely alone, um, going out to eat and being alone, doing things that are just you involved uh, will help you fall in love with yourself and it'll help you be more comfortable in what you want to do. When I was in freshman, when I was a freshman in high school, I would not have painted my nails because I would have been scared that people were going to beat me up. I would have been scared that people were going to make fun of me. I would have like, I, I still had that. At my core, I didn't give a fuck, but in the fucking phase that I was going through in the beginning of high school, like getting people's acceptance and like whatever, respect, um, I wouldn't have done it, you know? Senior year, junior year, I definitely would have. I don't know why I didn't, but uh, like senior year, I definitely built up that confidence. And I think that loving yourself is the most important thing when it comes to love. Stop worrying about giving Sarah all your fucking time or giving Jonathan all your fucking time. Worry about yourself first. That way, if I love myself by the time I'm 23 or 19, however old you are, um, if you love yourself, then you start talking to someone else and they hurt you or they cheat on you. You could look at it as, you know, they're fucking lost. You know, they fucking lost a great guy or a great girl and I'm going to find someone else and do fucking a lot better and we're going to make this relationship ten, t- 10 times better. Rather than dating someone, they cheat on you and your whole fucking world is like broken because you don't know what you love. You don't know what to do with your own time now. You were so obsessed with this one person that you don't, like, you're lost. And it's because you don't love yourself. You only focused on giving your love to that person. So if you guys are listening still, uh, love yourself because that's the most fucking important thing you should fall in love with or person you should fall in love with. Uh, And then worry about the fucking rest, you know? This girl for the last review or the last response, she said the same thing. You know, finding, finding love within yourself is definitely worth it. I feel that people shouldn't be so focused on finding love in other people because it will come naturally to you, which is a, that's a belief, you know. Uh, as long as someone loves themselves, then that will naturally attract other people, other people's similar energy. But I also believe that you could give love to multiple people. It's truly what the world loves on, or w- what the world runs on, but loving yourself should always come first. She's got, she's fucking understands. This girl that's reading, or respond, responding this, doesn't make sense. This girl that said this, uh, you fucking, you figured it out. You know, you're smart. I t- 100% agree with you. And uh, more people should think like her. So fucking, she gets the golden star today. Um, oh, I didn't do a stroke job of the week today. Fuck. Whatever. Um, now we're going to get into shoes because it's 40 minutes in. I feel a little bit sick today. I don't know why. But as I talk, I feel like I'm getting really hot and like nasal congestion. Fuck boy. 
So I don't really want to put you guys through, through this for much longer. So, you know, we, we talked a lot about love. And by the way, I didn't even say this. The reason I'm talking about love is because it's fucking Valentine's Day. Uh, or it was like two days ago. So that's why we're doing the love theme. Now, I have in hand these Nike Off-White Air Max 90s. Uh, these just came out, I think, last weekend, and I got them in hand. And let me just tell you guys about the fucking material on these, because I do have to say, as much as I don't really like Air Maxes, the material on these are fucking unreal. Um, this buttery-ass suede on the back tab and on the side, it's very, like, when you hold a suede shoe, you instantly know, if you're a sneakerhead at least, you instantly know, like, when I think of a suede shoe, I think of Saucony's and New Balance's have like given the peak of suede, buttery, fucking high quality Nubuck. And when I think of cheap, I think of like, I don't even know, like some random shoe that I saw in Finish Line or Foot Locker. But these Nike Off-Whites, they've just figured it out with the materials. These are really good uh, I'm, material is what I'm going to fucking say. And when it comes to colorways... I do like this khaki colorway. I think it's dope. I personally think that the orange kind of doesn't go with it. And I know that they did this colorway with the blazers and this is like their thing. You get a black and a white pair and then you get the desert orange or desert tan and orange colorway. It's just like, what the fuck are you wearing this with? You wear blue jeans with this and then you got to wear a black shirt, let's say. It's going to look clean, but the blue and the orange is going to clash, and it's not going to look good. And your blue is not going to match this teal, so that's not going to fucking look good. And, like, I don't know. If they were all wheat, it would have looked dope. If it was just a wheat shoe with black letters on the inside or on the outside, it would have looked dope. But, I don't know. Like, I can't get behind this colorway. I definitely would wear... I would wear the black, but I like the look of the tan. I just would change the fucking orange. But, I, like, if that makes sense, I know it probably doesn't. Another thing is, these are so fucking bulky. So for all you short guys out there, if you want to look at an inch or two taller, definitely buy some Air Max 90s because these will, like, I mean, they're literally going to give you, like, two inches of height. This heel is so fucking big. Uh, they are comfortable. I have worn Air Max 90s before. I just think that they're too, like, too bulky, too short-cut. I don't like low-cut shoes uh, or low-top shoes. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a big Air Max guy, so I don't really get behind these. But, you know, here's the look at them for all you fans out there that like fucking Air Maxes. Like, they're dope, but they're just not my fucking, not my bag of, not my fucking bag of chips, you know? Um, what else do we have? Oh, I do have another pair of Retro Ones, but I'll probably bring those out next week. Um, I wanted to talk about these Hyper Adapt, or whatever the fuck they're called, Nike Adapt BB Black Pure Platinum. That's what the name on StockX is. Uh, these were a fucking total flop, in my opinion. For all you guys that have like read about futuristic shoes with the Adidas 4Ds and the Hyper Adapts that came out, I think, in 2017, um, Nike is really trying to fucking push. Also, the other, the other big futuristic shoe, obviously, is the Air Max that's from the like Back to the Future prototype type of shoe. But... Nike's really trying to get off on a fucking futuristic shoe, a shoe that you could self-lace, a shoe that you could press a button and it fits to your foot, and why? Am I the only guy that or person that doesn't fucking agree with this? I think this is a fucking ugly shoe to begin with, and I think that if you don't want to fucking tie your own shoes, 
go buy some time slippers because they're elastic. No, um, okay, for real though. Buy a shoe that doesn't fucking tie then. There's plenty of options out there. Time slippers is one of them for real. I was kind of saying that as a joke, but I mean, there's plenty of options. Fucking like Birkenstocks or Birkin, whatever they're called, Crocs. There's plenty of shoes, slip on like Eddie Bauer's sandals or whatever the fuck. Like there's a lot of options that you don't have to tie your own shoe. So if you're that lazy that you don't want to tie your own shoes or you just don't like the look of them, then find like, shoes that don't have laces. You don't need a fucking app on your cell phone that you tie your own or that you tighten your own shoes with. It's just so fucking dumb, man. And the retail price is 350. I'm going to read you guys this article that's from engadget.com. It's the headline of this article is Unboxing Nike's self-lacing Adapt BB sneakers is like opening a new smartphone, which already turns me the fuck off. Because when I think about shoes, I want to wear comfortable shoes. I think about materials. What's going to be comfortable? What's the insole made with? Which, by the way, time, time slippers, they got the best insoles. But uh, when I think about a shoe, you know, I'm thinking about what the fucking shoe's made out of. And am I going to enjoy wearing it because of how it looks and because of how comfortable it is? I don't want to think about a fucking smartphone when I buy shoes. So it says... Um, the craziest difference between the two self-lacing models being the HyperAdapt 1.0 and this new BB version. The HyperAdapts retailed at 720, which is fucking dumb, and that's why they flopped. Uh, and this BB releases uh, retails at 350. I will say, yeah, that's a lot better for a self-lacing shoe. 350 dollars makes a lot more sense than 720, but it's not worth either fucking price. Um, now, I mean, they showed this picture, which I'm going to show on this camera here. Uh, you see that you got the shoes right here in this like deep box. I, I will admit that the boxes that they give with these shoes are fucking dope. But then you have all this other bullshit here that's like a charger and you got a wireless fucking pad that you just put your shoes on and they really pushed that. Uh, it says here, when I opened the package, I automatically, f or it actually felt as if I was unboxing a smartphone which they're saying in like a good way. Uh, that namely because the the included QI wireless charging pad and the USB cable slash wall charger combo and the starting guide that shows you how to use the Adapt BBs. It's just not something I'm used to. If I'm lucky, I'll get an extra pair of shoelaces in the box. That's usually as exciting as it gets. Yeah, but what are we doing the fucking sneakerheads right now? Do you guys care more about what accessories the shoe comes with? Or do you care about how fucking quality the shoe is made and what it looks like and how comfortable it is? Like, what what's happening? When Sean, this is kind of a diss to Sean Witherspoon. I still love him. But when Sean released his shoes, he released a shirt, he released a hat. And it, like, it's only acceptable in that fucking case but most of the time, like, I wouldn't, I'm not cool with that shit. When Jordan releases Black Cement 3s, and then they release all this, like, Black Cement 3 colorway shorts, and a hat, and a scarf, and a fucking whatever the fuck, like, it's because they're Jordan. They're a clothing company. Like, I guess it's, a, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just telling myself that it's okay. But, okay, here's what I'm going to say. It's not even a diss. If you're going to do it, only release clothes, all right? Don't release a fucking charging pad and a cord. And we don't want all this, like, a, a magazine on how to use the shoes. Fuck it and skip all of that. This shoe flopped. It's only going for, like, 80 bucks over retail in most sizes. And it deserves it because uh, 350 bucks. 
I think after you pay 350 after tax and shipping, it's probably at about 425 anyways. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna note, note these as a flop. The Nike Adapt BB, even though a lot of people loved them, a lot of people DM'd me trying to buy them. Uh, I sold like two or three pairs. I'll, I'll sell them to you, you know? You could go ahead and buy them. If that's your thing, buy them. In, in my opinion, I think these are a flop. I don't think it's worth it. I don't care to have an app that I fucking slip my shoe in or slip my foot in the shoe and then I tap or I tap tighten on this app and it like tightens the shoe around my foot. I don't care, man. I'll just do this and fucking tie my shoes instead. So that's part of the shoe part for this week. There's also a few pairs that are coming out soon that I'm kind of hyped about. Uh, the Air Jordan Infrared 6, they got the Nike on the back. I love that they're doing that. I think 6s are a little bit uncomfortable, I will say. Uh, any 6 in general, but my top three favorite 6 colorways are definitely the infrared, the black infrared that's coming out again. Uh, I like the GMP pair or the DMP, whatever the Golden Moments pack. I love those. And I'm a big fan of the Olympic 6s. I think the Olympic 6s are very iconic. Um, so those are definitely a go buy. Uh, if you could, you could probably find... Uh, I'm not going to say that for sure, but if you go online and you go on, go on Twitter right now and type in kicks under cost, this is a page that my buddy T Blake runs and he basically posts links to like 20% off on Nike or 10% off on Adidas, or let's say a Jordan one released that's not super hype. Uh, you'll find that like two weeks later or three weeks later, there'll be like a 10% discount code or 20% off with free shipping. Kicks under cost on Twitter. Look it up and follow him. Uh, he gives a lot of good deals. And I think that these Air, Air Force, not Air Force, I think that these uh, sixes are probably going to go for like 220 after release. And I think that eventually you'll see them starting to re-release more and uh, there'll probably be some fucking promo codes and you'll be able to get them for under retail. It's just my prediction, but I know that when they did the Maroon 6s, after a few months, there was like coming out for retail and under retail again. So don't pay too high of market on these because I think that they're gonna be just around retail if not under within the next few months, but definitely worth buying for sure. Uh, what's the other pair? These are the 2019 Ultra Boost that are coming out. I believe they already released one colorway, but this Panda colorway, it's black and white. It's super clean. These, I'm excited to get my fucking hands on them and actually try them on because Ultra Boosts have continued to be the most comfortable shoe ever um, since like 2016, whenever they released. So big fan of these. I'll be buying those for sure. I think that's like the cop of the fucking week if you're looking for something comfortable. And uh, yeah, there's a lot more LeBron's Air Max 720s that they're just remaking a ton of dumb colorways. So that's about it. You know, these Air Maxes, they're dope, but five, six hundred bucks. If you're a collector, it's worth it. If you're just someone that's trying to get a, like, I don't know, it's all personal preference, so I'm not going to say anything. These are dope. I really fucking hate the Adapt BBs. They're a big flop. And uh, I think you should definitely try the Ultra Boost 2019 pair that's coming out this week. So if you're looking for something comfortable, Ultra Boost fucking win it. Or time slippers if you don't want to tie your shoes. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Fall in love with yourself, all right? Not some fucking weird. Don't fall in love with anyone else besides yourself is my uh, moral of the episode. Take care, you guys.